The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. such an honor to be here once again uh, to be sharing with you. There are quite a number of things that are full in my spirit that uh, I sense that we really need at such a, a time. And I was so blessed when I had it is encountering God. How many of us would love to encounter God? Come on. How many of us would love to praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Um, I just want us to understand what it really it means to encounter God, to have a one-on-one with God. If you are invited into the courts of God and God, you want to encounter him, you want to have a one-on-one, such an experience. Most of the time, that is what evades us. That's what really we want to connect with. Because God is spirit. And you and me, we are spirit. And we are supposed to be in that relationship and be able to encounter him on a day-to-day basis. We have to encounter our father. I want to begin by saying this. How many of you are born again? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You were born again. What does really born again mean? Amen? Because if we begin to look at it in depth, the Bible says that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So if we are born again, we are born of what? We are born of what? So who is your father when you are born in the spirit? God. So God switches from being only God, but also he's what? He's your father, and your father loves you. I want you to touch the person next to you and tell them, do you, do you know how much my father loves me? Come on, I want somebody to do that. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want the person next to you to really understand, because sometimes you don't really understand. I want you to know that the creator of heaven and earth He is no longer only a God to me. He has become my father. And he loves me. He loves me so, so, so much. But these days I'm beginning to look into that love because every one of us, we understand love. But the way we understand love, I don't believe is the same way God says love to us. 
Because the level of intimacy is measured by the level of your relationship. Yeah. How intimate you are will be determined by how we relate. Amen. Amen. Now we are going back in the Father. Your, now I'm going to talk to my sister here, praise God, and the husband over there. Now, they're husband and wife, but they have a child. They love their, you love your child, not so? But the love of your, ch your child is not the same as the love of you and her. Because it takes on something else, you are intimate. Mm -mm. <laughs> uh -uh. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes we don't really get grasp that intimacy. But God wants us to enter into an intimacy. Some of us, we tend to think these words like a romance, we created them. No. None of you ever created those. God created them. We need to learn how to be romantic with him. Have you ever read in the book of the Songs of Solomon? Have you? Do you remember where he talks about such an intimacy? Where he says, where is my love? The one I love so much. Have you seen him? Has everyone, anyone seen him? I walked on through the streets looking. I kept on searching, wanting to know who he, where he is. Where is my yes. love? Amen. Amen. That is a deeper intimacy. Yeah. Do you love him like, like that? Yeah. That is where today I want us to explore how we can begin to tap into the spirit. What journey we can take to begin to embrace that and begin to understand the love of the one who loved us so much. What are the things that are blocking us from that intimacy? How can we begin to encounter him on a deeper level, intimately knowing that he loved me? Praise God. Amen. That he loved me. There comes a place and a time and a moment when you begin to realize the awesomeness of the love of the Father, that he has loved me. Through such things, that's how we can engage him. Through such intimacy, through such inner thing that brings you and draws you. Some of us have been the things that you go through, the, 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 the journeys of life, the things that God has taken you through and you begin to realize, I didn't deserve this. But he loved me anyway. Praise God. Amen. Let's open our Bibles in the book of Genesis. That was an intro. Book of Genesis chapter 15. Um, we are going to be reading from verse 1 to 6. But as it's on the screen, I just want you to follow through because I want us to redeem time. This scripture begins with this word. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But, but Abraham said, Abraham said, Lord, God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? And the hair of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my hair. 
And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted to him for righteousness. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we honor you this morning. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love that sent your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross. Today, my father, I ask you, may you overshadow us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Touch our minds. Lord, quicken us in our spirit. The Lord, we may be able to embark on this journey to learn how to encounter you and to engage you. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody who loves him say amen. amen. Now, I, I was exploring to, be, to begin to understand the journey of Abraham. When God wanted to deal with man, he picked a man called Abraham. Abraham was not special per se. He was just like any one of you, and God picked him, and God wanted to work through him. But there was something that God wanted in engaging with Abraham so that he can bring him to such a place to be able to understand, to see that there is another realm where God wants to bring us into. Now, when God met with Abraham, he met him and he spoke to him, but Abraham was in a place. And in that place, like every one of us were in the world. So Abraham was there, and God encountered him, and he was on a journey. In Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, we are going to look there shortly. He spoke to him and called him and told him to get out. And then he gave him a promise. Abraham desired to have a son. He didn't have a son. He desired to be able to embrace a child. Then God begins on a journey to walk with this man. But when we come in this chapter 15, from chapter 12, chapter 13, to chapter 14, God has given him a promise. He's not seeing the miracle. He's not seeing the promise. And he's frustrated. But the Bible says, after these things, tell your neighbor, after these things. Say again, after these things. Then ask them what things. Praise God. Ask them what things. Which means there were certain things that God was desiring to do because God couldn't come through for Abraham until the things were sorted. So the Bible says after the things, when you ask yourself what things, then you begin to realize that Abraham was tripping. He was actually complaining to God. He was saying, God, you are a liar. You promised to give me a child. You took me from where you took me and you promised me and you haven't come through. And then God was looking at him and did it. He, he knew what to do exactly, but he, he, he realized that Abraham was seeing things after the flesh, after the carnal, after the earthly. And God wanted him to see after the spirit because the child God was going to bring through Abraham was after the manner of the spirit not after the manner of the natural. The miracle God wants to do in your life, 
The breakthrough God wants to bring in your life is not after the manner of the natural. It is after the manner of the spirit because you are a spirit being. God wants you to rule in the spirit. God wants you to have precedence in the spirit. To understand who begot you. That you are of God and what comes out of you has to come of God. And it has to be of spirit. Because everything God is doing in us as his children has to have eternal value. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I was in Africa, I would have received a clap. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because most of the time we think in the natural way, in the carnal way, in the earthly way. But whatever God wants to do, the healing he wants to bring to you, the, 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 the breakthrough he wants to bring to you, the business he wants to do in your life, it has to be after the manner of the spirit. Abraham, you want a son I know. But the son I want is after the spirit because he was a, tip, a type of Jesus himself. Hence, Isaac. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we together? Now, because he had failed to see it, because of the things that had hindered him and blocked him to the spiritual realm, God had to deal with him. Tell your neighbor, God has to deal with you. Yeah, that's how I preach, praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, for me, God has to deal with you. There are certain things God has to deal with us so that the veil is taken away. There are things that has held our mind. The things that has clustered upon us. The things that needs to be stripped away. Even in the life of Abraham, that is what we are going to see today. The things that were hindering him to be able to see the spiritual realm. To be able to see the miracle God was bringing forth. To be able to see his destiny. Hallelujah. He was not able, he was not seeing his destiny. When God calls you, he calls you for himself, not for you. We are living for us. We are not living for him. Yet we say he begot us. Yet we say he's our father. If he's your father, live as one of his children. And we live after the man of the spirit. Praise the Lord. Now, quickly, here we begin to realize he was stripping, was saying, I don't have a hair. You promised to give me a hair, and the one in my house is going to be Eliezer from Damascus. And the Bible says, then God took him aside. Praise the Lord. In verse 1, we see him, that what God wanted him for him to be able to, to see his destiny, he had to perceive it. He had to perceive it in the spirit. So the Bible says the word of the Lord came to him through the eyes of the spirit. He perceived it in the vision. When God took him, this is one of the amazing things. I don't know whether you have ever thought about him. The Bible says he took him outside. Praise the Lord. And when he took him outside, he asked him to count the stars. And not only count them, but number them. If you try to exercise yourself uh, we don't see so many stars in England. But, but, but when you are, you are in Africa and look in the sky, here you see a lot of light, man-made light in the sky. They beam them up, up, even up in the sky. But when you are in, in Africa, in the night you can't see the stars. 
and count them. I tried one time to count them. I had to point to one so that I know where I started. I kept on going. I kept on going. I kept on going. I thought they were in millions. I couldn't even reach the million. But, but because I was so, so intensely grossed in trying to count them, you begin to get dizzy. <laughs> Amen? You begin to get dizzy. Are you, with, are you still with me? By, by doing that, you are becoming it. Oh, come on. Someone encourage me. You are becoming it because the more you go, the more you think about a thing, the more you dwell on a thing, the more you meditate on it, you become the very thing that you are focusing on. Abraham, for him to bring forth a child after the man of the spirit, he had to be translated in the spirit. He had to see it in the eyes and perceive it in the eyes of the spirit. So what God does, he takes you into visions and dreams so that he can knock out what was in your mind, what was in your thinking, so that God can deal with you after the manner of the spirit. And that is where he got his translation. That's where he got his change. And let me tell you, the, the way I say, as he kept on counting, then he began to see Isaac, Jacob, heart of Jacob, Manasseh, Judah, Gilead. Uh-oh. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. These are the things that in the spirit that you begin to connect with because that's the only way he had to see. If you want to become it, you have to perceive it. You have to perceive it because the moment you perceive it, nobody can take it away from you. It is part of you and it is new. That's what he did. And once he perceived that, the Bible say, says he takes him outside and he counts the stars and number them. Counting is another thing. But numbering is also another thing. Counting is to know what fell off. Like my hair, I don't know. To know each one of them, but God knows. You know he counted them. So that is an amazing thing to begin to meditate on and begin to come into that place. And the Bible in verse 6 says, and it was, it was imputed on him for righteousness. Have you ever thought about that, Pastor Jonathan? How can we, we always call him the father of faith? That he, 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 it was imputed or accounted on him for righteousness. How did he earn it? Because he believed God. He unblocked a gate that brings him into the faith of believing God. Praise the Lord. But the journey doesn't begin there. Praise God. Let's go down a bit. Amen. The Bible says, I mentioned this already, in John chapter 3 and verse 6, that which is born of the spirit of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And he says, do not marvel that I said, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear it. You hear the sound, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it, it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. God is trying to teach. Jesus is trying to teach us something about the Spirit. Don't try to figure it out in your own way. Don't try to reason it out. How is it going to work out? How is it going to come? Don't try to intellectualize it. 
Don't try to Englishize it. <laughs> Praise God. Because that's what we are doing with the things of God. We want to know it so that we can control it. We want to manipulate it. But the things of God, he's saying that which is born of the spirit, he's trying to tell us that the spiritual language, the spiritual mechanism, the spiritual formation is totally different. It will buffer you, it will burn your brains. Try to understand it from the man of the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you with me? You look like you don't, you are not so much of the hallelujah thing. Anyway, we'll go to the, <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. For us in Africa, that is hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And then you are, you know you are talking, but you see, you see the tension that is between us now here? You're trying, you're trying to understand me. You're trying to work out where is he coming from? Where is he going? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, okay, we are going somewhere. Genesis chapter 12. In Genesis chapter 12, when God calls Abraham, I will paraphrase on this because I want us to see something very profound. I want you to begin to envision or visualize if you can. Abraham was a man like you. Abraham was in a place called Al of Chaldean. Al of Chaldean is in Mesopotamia, Babylon, amen? Those people in that area they, are what, they were worshipping gods. They didn't know the God. So they were worshipping the moon, the stars, and the sun. That was the cradle of occultism. In Africa, we talk so much about witchcraft. I keep on telling people you don't, don't even have a clue about what occultism is compared to the people where Abraham was coming from. But I love God, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let, let, me, let, let me get hold of my brother, my African brother. Praise the Lord. Can you come, please? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, I, forgive me. For me, when I'm preaching, I, I see these things, and it helps me, praise the Lord. Now, this is, let us take, for example, this is Abraham. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Support me, praise the Lord. Now, this is Abraham. Abraham is doing his thing. Abraham is in his occultism, in his everything. Abraham, he's, he doesn't know God. He doesn't walk with God. He's in his understanding, his knowledge. He tries to figure out things by himself, by his way. That is what Abraham is. And that is what you are and we are. Amen? But God has a way. He's the only one who has power. He's the only one who loves you so much. Whatever you are held into, that he has a way of seeking you out and bringing you out. He comes and takes him out. But the amazing thing with God, when he takes you out, he says, come and follow me. But the problem is, most of the time, God gets you out and he walks and you stay. He stays. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? God is the one who has a way of getting you because he's taking you on a journey. God is taking you somewhere. He's going with you somewhere. And he takes, God is a movement. He's not a monument. I said God is a movement. He's not a monument. When he seeks you out and he says, come, follow me. You remember Jesus? He was always saying, come and do what? Follow me. And he, he goes on. 
if you don't know, if you don't know that you have to follow him, that's why most of the time we stay where we met him. We stay where we, he, was, he revealed himself to us. Instead of pursuing him, because every step of your life is a revelation. Every step of your life is something you are discovering in God. Every step of your life, you have to hook in with him. You have to engage with him. You have to walk with him step by step, because every day is doing something different. Every man is doing something different. He wants to channel you. He never desired for you to be independent, but to be dependent on That's him. That's right. Come on. Amen? Amen? Thank you, my brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so he gets Abraham. You have seen our Abraham. He gets Abraham. He takes him out. But listen to what God says to Abraham first. He says to him, get out. Get out. The first verse in chapter 12 and verse 1, he says, get out of your country. Get out of your family. Get out of your father's house. The challenge with the Christians today and the reason why we are stumbling is because we never get out. Now we have this, who wants to be born? Who, anyone who wants to, to, to give their lives to the Lord? And we raise our hand. And you come and they read you, uh, they lead you into a confessional prayer. And they say, you are born again. That's why we slide in and we slide out. Today we are, we are in the things of God. Tomorrow we are. And you wonder, really, if we are, we are born again and we had an encounter, we us walk like that. That's what happened with Abraham. He had to get out. But even when he was getting out, there are certain things that had held him from where he grew up, that's right. from where he was raised. And that's what God was saying. Get out. Get out of your Englishism. <laughs> oh, have mercy, praise God. Because when he talks about a country, he's not talking about England. He's not telling you to get out of England. He's telling you to get out of English. Yes. When he talks about for me in Uganda, you yourself, you, you bought to us all together, Uganda. No, in Uganda we have 54 tribes. There is Baganda, there is this one. When he talks me to get out of, the word is ethnicity. The English, they translated it country. But it's ethnos in the Greek, which means ethnicity. Get out of your ethnicity because the shaping of your life is within you atheist. What shaped you? What shaped Jonathan from the McGill's? It is within the McGill's. He's English, but also he's a McGill. In the McGill, uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Are you with me? So God is saying, get out of that. I can't work with you until we have dealt with the things that entrenched you, that ingrained within you. Your thinking patterns, your belief system, the things that you do, you do them because after the man of the people that you grew up seeing and raised. That's why many times we challenge the things of God. We come against the things of God because you grew up in a certain way. In Africa, in my tribe, women kneel down when they are greeting the husband or greeting their, um, whatever. Women, it's normal. 
So when you come to Uganda and you see people kneeling, don't think they're abusing them. That is a cultural thing. But also we have other tribes who don't kneel. And that is not their thing. Because what shapes your belief system is your customs, yes. your cultures, and your yes. traditions. Yes. Now, do you see how much we are held and we can't see God? Yes. You see the things, the clutters, and the things that, that, that have come upon ourselves? Only God, by his mercy, he can help us. Yes. We need God to help us because these things have shown you, 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 you suckled them on your mother's breast. I, I remember <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that I remember when I was growing up and, and I encountered it here in Europe. When I grew up in, uh, in my father's house, what we could call my father's house, we ha in Africa, we don't have things to throw away like you. So we, we have plates for visitors and cups for visitors. You keep them in a special cupboard, okay? You don't touch them. They only come out on special occasions or when we have special visitors. If Jonathan comes to visit us, we'll get a special plate. <laughs> now we're playing football and I, I hit the cupboard and broke the plates. When we broke the plates, they tied me with ropes and they beat me up. You yourself, you call it abuse. <laughs> praise, God, praise God. But that's what happened. Now, the thing stuck in me, I knew that is a no-go zone. Growing up, I knew you don't break plates. You don't break that thing. You don't break glasses. Ford, I'm in England and I'm married. I was washing dishes and, and my daughter broke a glass. Quickly away, I went back. And I shouted, I said, how can you do this? It was like the, the whole world had gone. And I started, uh, started backing towards this young girl. And my wife, she healed me. She took the glasses, about four or five of them, throwing them on the ground and breaking them. And, and I was so much in shock. I said, how can you do this? I said, these are glasses. Six of them, they cost one pound. <laughs> do, do you understand where I'm coming from? Do you see where I'm going? Do you see the culture thing that had held on me to the extent that I, I shouted? I almost wanted to be, if, if it, I was not in England, I'm telling you the truth, I was going to beat that child. Amen? Let us be real. The only thing, the reason why I didn't beat the child, I was in England. But back home, I'll beat the child for breaking a glass. Seriously. But what was that? I am now already, I, I, was, I was married and I was, I was, I think I was around 40 plus. The thing which happened when I was a boy is coming back to torment me, is coming back still in me. And it was a cultural entrenchment. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody here. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, those are the things. And you see that we, you ask why we're not getting a breakthrough. There are things that are holding us. The things that we need to deal with. And that's, that's sometimes we don't see a break in this realm, 
in encountering God. And God had to deal with the same thing with Abraham. That's why he's telling him, get out of your ethnicity. If, if I take you on a journey and begin to show you the life of Abraham, Abraham lied. Abraham was alive. He lied. He went to, like, was it King Abimelech? He lied. Sarah is my sister. He lied. God was dealing with those things. That's why you see it, with his nephew, Lord, the strife, all the things that were playing. Because some of the things where yourself you don't see it as normal, yes. to others it is normal. Yes. Their tribes, lying is normal. In my culture, there is a way we greet in Baganda. When we are greeting, hello, how are you? Hello. We are so glad to receive you. How have you been? How is the people at home? How can you, we call it, how can you lie to us? It was like a proverb. And you're asking a person to lie to you. And they lie to you. And the conversation continues. And they're lying. But it's part of our culture. If they want to continue a conversation, that's what they do. And that is the normal. How many such things we are facing? And Abraham had to deal with that. Let me ask you a quick question. Last time, I, 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 I don't remember when I asked. Uh, you remember Sarah? And Haggai? And you remember Abraham? How come, we just read the scripture. How come it was so easy for Sarah to tell Abraham to go and sleep with Haggai? Can you tell your maid to go and sleep with your husband? No. But, but we just read it. Not so. Because in their culture, it was no more. We could exchange. And we have seen this even in African tribe. There are so many of them. And those are the things which are hindering us. They are the blockages that we need to work on, to deal with, that God may bring us and pull us out. Praise God. Quickly, I just want to you to see the spiritual. I don't know about the time. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, let me, let me, there's, there's what we call nature. Can you go on the next, next one? Okay. There's what we call nature and nurture and trauma. Nature, which has programmed me through my DNA. The things that has programmed you in your nature. Amen? There's things which have programmed us, like I talked about the Miguel. The DNA of the dynasty of the Miguel. Miguel? Miguel. Of the... I'm not English. <laughs> By now you understand that. <laughs> the DNA that through the generation, through our DNA, there are things which have programmed us. That's why we do the things the way we do them. And sometimes we say, leave me alone. That is who I am. Whether you take me or you leave me. But, what, but God, now you are telling me you are born again and you are born after the spirit. You are now a child of God. God has his pattern also. Yes. So when you are of him, he wants you to learn after the manner of the spirit. Right. The things that will bring you up into the spirit. To be able to engage God and see God face to face. Because he's your father. Yes. But now you are holding to the Magil's dynasty. Right. Which came through the DNA. Amen? Now the naturally, the environmental programming. Do you realize that sometimes you can tolerate one another? Me, I've tolerated my wife. <laughs> but you tolerate to keep the peace. But there are certain things that you stick with. This is me. 
leave me alone. And it's only God who can help you to bring you out, out of that. Because even the environment, I've seen this. And for me, you people, uh, some of you have lived in, only in England. This is your country. For me, I've lived in Europe for the last 32 years. I'm, a, I'm Swedish. I moved here because of I married someone who was living here. My woman, my wife is black, but she lives here. So when I came here preaching, I saw her, and I moved in England. So I've been in England, I've been in Europe for 32 years. Now what am I trying to say? When you go to Africa, the things begin to change. Because now there are certain things which have conditioned my life, which I've copied here. Uh huh. Now that is what we call environmental programming. You guys, you have programmed me to certain things of a Muslim or a white person, an English person. Even when he came to Uganda, the many times has been, are you still keeping Ugandan time or we are going to work with English time? <laughs> when you, he, he, he said, they kept on calling me with Clive, Charles, I, we thought you were English. You are one of us. But what time are you going to pick us? Can we wait for you for English time or for Ugandan time? I said, we don't have a car with things. We better work with Ugandan time. <laughs> you, you see now, the environment programs you. It will program you and bring you those, the upbringing, the things which surround you will also program you. Those are the challenges, my sister, my brother. Those are the challenges. And God is saying, I remember we, I came here and we prayed, and God was saying he wants those things to be scraped, to be stripped away. That God, there are the clutters. There's the reason why you can't perceive. But if you really have fallen in love, you're intimate with your, your father, you need to begin to pursue into a deeper relationship. And that's one of the things what he takes. That's what caused Abraham. And also there is trauma, which the things you have experienced, the things which through the experiences you respond to things in, in such a particular way because of trauma, traumatic things. And, and I, I have, today I just skipped, touched on. We have not gone deeper because sometimes when I, I go deep on this, we deal with these things. We begin to come before God. There are people here who are suffering because of the trauma they have gone through. And most of the time, we're just nursing, nursing the trauma. Instead, and, and most of the time, that's how we can't get a breakthrough. And we, we tend to think that God is not on our side. He doesn't love us. But there are things that are holding you that you can't even begin to envision. Now, I quickly, I, I want us to run to... Uh, me, myself, and I. You see, me, they, we call them gateways. And the gateways, you need to unblock these gateways that you may begin to experience the love of God. You begin to experience his goodness, his excellency, how God can work far better with you. You need to experience him. So through the gateways. Okay. When, when Charles was talking about a gateway, you understand what a doorway is, you understand what a gate is. So uh, it's, you open a gate to let something come through. What Charles is indicating here is some of these traumas, some of these things in our lives, some of these things, the way that we've been brought up, they act as gateways. 
So, for instance, he was saying about hitting the China. That's a strange sort of gateway. When something like that happened, it opened a gate in his life and he behaved in a certain way. So there's gateways, there's openings in our lives that cause things to happen or, or, or makes things happen or we view things in certain ways or gates can be blocked or gates can be opened. That's what he's talking about. Praise God. Thank you. Okay, now, the, 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 the quickly, the, this scripture says that but if we walk by the Spirit, you will not carry on the, the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets itself against the Spirit. Now, what I want here quickly, can you, can you ask, uh, go the first picture, please? Because of time, we'll go back there. Now, I don't know whether you see clear on this picture here. Uh, some of you might not see clear, but I just want to, to quickly mention because as I close, this will help. Now, there is what we call world conscience. And on this world conscience, because we're spirit, spirit, soul, and body. And usually we say spirit, soul, and body. And on this body, where we have our world conscience, we, we have what we call gates. We have the eye gate, we have the nose gate, we have the ear gate, the mouth gate, the feel gate. These gates bring us uh, and, and uh, the consciousness of understanding how the outside world works. Are we together? Amen. Praise God. Now, these, the, for you to be conscious of what is going around you, as far as your body is concerned, the, it comes through these gates. How you feel. The mouth gate, what you take in. The ear gate, what you hear. Uh, this one is so powerful these days. And the eye gate, social media, all these things, the way they have infiltrated, and all that, those are the workings of the enemy, so that he can be able to hold us in our thinking, in everything we do. But also we have what we call the soul gate. And I'm sorry, the, the soul. In your soul, you have all these gates around you. And also we have the spirit gate. Today I want to concentrate much on the spirit gate because we are running out of time, okay? So we want to engage God and see the glory of God. What we need to do first, if we are to engage God, because God is on the inside of us. The kingdom of God is within us. That's what he's saying. And we need to engage God from within us because he's on the inside of us. And if we have to engage him, the glory of God is here. We have to first open the first love gate. The truth of the matter is I've come to realize we don't love God. Take it as the way you want. But what I began by telling you that the level of intimacy will be measured by the level of relationship. How much you relate him. If you are really intimate with your woman or your child, your relationship will determine this place. And the first thing that we begin with is to open up this gate. That we can enter the glory of God. Something has to push you in opening this gate. And this gate is clogged. The things that have clogged this gate. But more than that, in the spirit, can we go on that second? second? In the spirit, this is the in the spirit realm. The thing is, we are operating, we are approaching God from outside in. Amen. Did you see the first circle yes. and the second circle? We are, op we are, we are trying to engage God from the outside in. 
the clutter from outside, from the body, the gates, the things that you have to cleanse, to break through. This is similar to what was called in the tabernacle. In the tabernacle, they, they had to come from, from the outer court to go into the inner court and then go into the Holy of Holies. That's what Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. They were coming from outside. Jesus also said, he, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He was talking about the tabernacle. He was talking about how we access God, how we can have and come in the presence of God. That's what he was saying. He said, I'm the way. You go through me. But to go through Jesus, it means you die with him. Because at the outer court, Jesus became a sacrifice. And when you surrender to him, he also puts you on as a sacrifice. And he presents you there. Then you ascend on the next level, which is the truth, which is the inner, inner court. That is where the altar of incense is, to be able to go in. Because the veil is parted. You and me, I don't go for you, brother. You have to go for you. The notion we have today, I have a pastor who prays for me. No, he's not praying for you. Uh-oh, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> he has his baggage. And we should, he can point you there. But don't give him your prayers to pray for you. He can pray with you, but not for, uh-oh. God have mercy. Because that is the notion. I have a pastor. I tithe. I give offering. He should pray for me. Who told you? You see the one who begot you? You come to your father by you. And God wants you as you. That's right. The way he made you, he made you for himself. And he wants you to come to him by yourself. So the pastor is helping to pray with you. If he remembers <laughs> now, now, let us quickly. I want, these are the gates. I, I don't know if we ever get the time. The, the gates. This is where Abraham. This gate opened to Abraham. He he had hope to get a child. Here we see that worship. Worship is more about surrender and obedience. There is this revelation, intuition, the fear of God, prayer. Prayer is communing. Is just communing, telling your father, speaking to your father, and reverence. This brings you the in the spirit. We are God conscious. And these gates are blocked. Now, do you see if you are coming from outside to come from the body with the gates of the body and to come in the in, in, in the through the soul, the gates on the soul. Do you have the picture of the soul, sir? For a minute, that one. You see what, what you have. We say, we are bombarding heaven. Bombarding heaven? Are we really? You see what you have to go through? These gates need to be cleansed. Now, when you go to self, uh, to, to, this is uh, the soul, where the self-conscious, the conscience, the reason, the imagination, the mind, which have unconscious, subconscious, unconscious, the emotions, the choice, the will, all this needs to be cleansed. For you to be able to tap in here where the spirit is. And it takes the grace of God. It takes the power of God. It takes us to be able to fall again in love with him.
Nothing else. So I bring back the spirit as we close. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's praise Jesus. Now, if we are going to engage him, if we are going to be able to commune with him, one of the things that we need to ask of him is to help us to be able to open our spirit towards him so that we may encounter him. And today, this is one of the things that I want to challenge you with. Because we come to such a place and begin to look into the blockages. Today we didn't have time. Uh, we, are, we are not in Africa. We operate on, on, on British time. Because all those people will leave you and walk away. <laughs> okay. Now we, I had to cut everything. But now, uh, God have mercy upon us. Praise the Lord. That at least I believe that God will help us and challenge us in our, in our lives that there are things that we have to deal with the same way Abraham had to deal with these things. And as we, we go for prayer, I just want you to begin to put yourself in that position. If God will have to come through and bring that miracle to you and begin to have you as his own, there is a place that we need to understand how to engage him. And engaging with him you engage him on his level. He's a spirit and there's no any shortcut. That's how we come to God. Stand up on your feet and we're going to pray. Uh, can, please, as we're praying, can you live on the spirit thing? The, 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 the thing. So it will help us at least to focus a bit. Uh, just to say, if you've got children, obviously on the screen there it's saying, if you've got children in BTC kids, go and collect them so that we're faithful to time with them, but we'll carry on down here. Let's take a few minutes in, in prayer. Uh, that one, praise God. If you sense within yourself that there is a desire to connect with God, to encounter God, because that is why we are here. It's not just like any other church service. We want to, to go back into a relationship. With God, it has to do with a relationship. And that relationship, God is calling you as you are, as you. And he loves you no matter what. God is not having a, a big club or a big stick on your head. He's saying, come as you are. Because when we are coming as we are to him, we are coming as children and we are coming to a father. And when I engage a father, it's not the same way I'm engaging God. The level of my relationship with my father, are in fact, what you do, and when you are talking to a father, you are saying, it is like I made a mistake. Forgive me. You can sit on the lap of your father. But that one takes you to build it. Some of us, our fathers, were absentees. They were never there. That's why we, we have a, a problem connecting. But today I'm calling you that you connect with your father in that level so that you open that gate of first love. I want to challenge you to open that and tell him, I love you. I love you. 
Because he first loved you. He wants us so to hear you say, I love you. Look into the things that he has done in your life. The things that causes you to worship him. Don't worship him just for a song. Don't worship him just because you had to come to a Sunday service. Worship him in obedience and in surrender because of the immense goodness of his mercy, his loving kindness that he has showed towards you. And you say, Father, I don't know what, I don't even understand. I don't know what it means, but here I come before you. Can you raise your hands to the Father and just surrender to him as a sign of surrender and say, Lord, Father, call him your Father. I want you to, to hear you. At least maybe what you have never had such a, an opportunity of calling a Father, but I encourage you to call him Father. Father, keep on calling him my father, my father. Here I am. I don't understand these things, but I want to engage with you. I want to have an encounter with you. I have to be able to relate with you. I don't know. I don't know you. We are worshiping a father we don't know. But we can begin and say, Lord, whatever has come in this gateway, Lord, I surrender it to you. Whatever has blocked me, through the things that I was raised in, through the environment I grew in, through the nature, nurturing, through the nature, and tell him, I surrender to you. I open this gate of first love. I want to encounter you in this position of love. That's where it begins. Unblock it. Unblock that gate. Let me hear you cry out and say, Father, unblock that gate of first love. I, my heart's desire today that I may experience the love of the Father like never before. I want to have such a romantic, a, a romantic intimacy with my Father. When we talk about romance and intimacy, we, we begin to have a picture of where romance and intimacy is with our spouses. But how, how much with our father? How much with him? How much can we begin to flow with him and say, Father, Father, I cry out to you. This is where deep goes and too deep. There's no shortcut. God said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. They had such a relationship. The father-son relationship. And Jesus displays that here on earth. And that is what God wants with his children. That we go back into that relationship by opening up the gate of first love. Let there be such an opening. My prayer for you today is that there will be such an opening. Let that gate begin to open. Let it open whatever has come through in that gate. The, 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 the abuse that you have, the, your father not being in your life, the, the, the things that has caused so that you don't have a bond with your father. I am praying that there will be healing. Let there be deliveries. Quickly before we leave, I've sensed in my spirit there are those people who have never had a bond with their father and you are struggling with the idea of a father. You are struggling because your father was never in your life. I want you to come and we'll pray together here. 
I want you to come and we'll pray together. You are, you are like me. I've never had a bond with my father. I knew him. He's still living. He's 98 years and he's blind. But when I go to see him, I only greet him and the conversation dies. I've never had a bond. But I sense there are people here you have never had a bond. You don't know what it means to relate with a father. You don't know how to connect with your father. But God is calling you and he's inviting you and he's saying, I am your father. I love you. I love you. And you can begin on a journey of building an intimacy and building a romance that you can connect with your father. If you are such a person, come, we can pray together today. Because that is where prayer begins. That is where communication begins. That's where you can begin to commune with your father. Let there be healing. Let there be such deliverance. If you are in such a position, I'm praying today that God will touch you. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. If, uh, if there's anybody else who wants to respond to what Charles is saying, you don't know your father. doesn't mean to say you never had a father. doesn't mean to say you don't know their name. It's talking about level of relationship is what he's talking about. If that is you, that you feel you have been estranged, then come forward because Charles will be able to pray for you. This is about setting people free and releasing people who are in that situation. So if you're in that situation, feel free to come forward and allow Charles to pray for you. The band are just going to finish with a song here. I know it's a bit different this morning, but that's okay. We're just going to worship a little bit. Then we're just going to flow into having tea and coffee, which you're uh, more than welcome to stay for. But if you want to come down here and respond to that, then please do so.